Good evening, and I hope that you had a wonderful weekend, and uh, it's been a few days. Uh, our family had a uh, touch of some sickness go through our home at the end of last week, and so uh, that had us totally occupied, but uh, thankfully we're headed in the right direction, and, uh, and uh, glad to be back uh, with you. Um, it's always a privilege to be able to share um, from what the Bible says. Um, sometimes things happen, unfortunately, and so uh, it just seems like it's been one of those months here. And so um, I just pray that you were able to, like I said, enjoy your weekend. I know a lot of families had... Uh, some Christmas events and things like that. And churches have started to have some services and kids programs. And uh, so just really hoping that you are able to focus in on uh, why this time of year matters and uh, why we are um, thankful for Jesus and what he has done for us. And quickly coming to the end of this book, it doesn't seem possible, but um, we'd have been done a long time ago if I could actually show up to these devotions. But tonight we changed gears a little bit. Job and his three friends have went back and forth about who was to blame and what were the causes and all of these things. But tonight another individual shows up in this discussion. Apparently Job and his friends were having these conversations in a public forum. And so I want to read you tonight the first five verses of chapter 32. And I think there are some really interesting principles because we're going to slow down and look at a lot more verses in the coming nights and weeks. Starting in Job 32, So these three men ceased to answer Job because he was righteous in his own eyes. Then was kindled the wrath of Elihu, the son of Barakel, the Buzite, of the kindred of Ran. Against Job was his wrath kindled, because he justified himself rather than God. Also against his three friends was his wrath kindled, because they found no answer, and yet had condemned Job. Now Elihu had waited till Job had spoken, because they were elder than he. When Elihu saw that there was no answer in the mouth of these three men, then his wrath was kindled. So what we see here is there is a young man who has been listening to this conversation. And in this culture that we are studying about, it was um, tradition and respectful to listen to your elders first, to let those who had lived longer <clears throat> share their opinion first. Because truly the Bible teaches us that uh, those who have lived longer should have the knowledge from living and from years of studying God. And we who are younger um, should listen first. And that's what Elihu does here. He has listened. He has been respectful. And he has humbled himself to the position that these men hold. Now, this is something that I do not see very much of anymore. I don't see it in churches. I don't see it in the business world. I don't see it in community events. 
Um, what I see is a generation of people, and I am including myself as a 36-year-old individual, um, we feel like we run the world, that our opinions are all that matters, and that older people, no offense, it's not meant to be disrespectful, I have nothing to contribute. And so something I have really tried to do is listen to those people and their opinions of those who have more experience than me, even if it's just years. Now, that doesn't mean that younger people don't know as much as older people, um, that they're not as wise on things, but there is an aspect of respect. There's an aspect of respect. Now, you don't see that in politics. You have a generation of young socialists that have come up in politics that think our country and all people that were born before them are the problem. I disagree with that. I see it in a generation of people in churches who have grown up and have good intentions, but don't give respect when it's due. And you say, well, these men didn't earn respect. They were just arguing back and forth, but it doesn't matter. Elihu was waiting. But when his opportunity came to speak, he spoke. You see, most of us would do well to remember that God doesn't want us not to speak. He wants us to wait many times. And in this passage of Scripture, we see four times the word wrath is used. You see, because when Job started his defense, he did it from the right intentions. But by the time that this discourse had come to a completion, Job was no longer just defending himself. He had started to believe that he had not sinned, that God was the problem. And so tonight I want you to be very clear that Elihu was angry at two individual groups. One, Job for thinking that he was righteous, that he did not view God in the right aspect. And two, he was upset in the three friends because they had condemned Job, but had not corrected him. You see, friends, you and I can speak at people instead of to people. We can tell people the truth, but not in love. And so what he's saying is, you three have argued and bickered and fought, but yet you've accomplished nothing. And so tonight, I really want you to hear that. One, many times we start off with the right intentions like Job, but go astray. Sometimes it's our pride. Sometimes it's that we're hurt. Sometimes it's that we get off track and don't even know it. Other times, we're like Job's friends. We have the right intentions in our heart. We start out well, but then we condemn rather than correct. You see, the Bible talks over and over about correction and how God corrects. And tonight, uh, I had to do some correcting with one of my children when they got home after a terrible report from their mother. Uh, it was out of love. It was something that I explained to them why it was happening. Um, but yet correction has to happen. Condemnation, though, is not from the Lord. Condemnation is when we have judged someone before God does. You see, there's coming a day when God will condemn those 
who have rejected Jesus. He will condemn them for the sins of rejecting the free gift of salvation. But it is our job to correct people in love. That means we go to our brother and sister in Christ and just tell them the truth, but in love. I always tell people you might be ready to correct someone, but if you genuinely don't want to see them change for the better, you don't really want to correct people. You just want to condemn people. You see, I have to be able to go to someone with the hope that it helps them, not hurt them. I've had a lot of people say over the years, well, I'm going to tell you what I think. You'll never have to wonder where I stand. Well, sometimes it'd be best if I didn't. And sometimes it would be best if you didn't. Because we don't care how it results in other people feeling. Or we don't care about how other people respond. Because we should. We should be willing to tell the truth in love. And so we want the truth to correct people. We want the truth to be received by people. We don't just share the truth because we can. We share it for a purpose. And so it's kind of like the old joke about the woman who had bought a brand new dress. She looked at herself in the mirror and looked at her husband and said, Dear, does this dress make me look fat? And his response was, you bet you. You know, that's not the right thing to say, even if it is the truth. And as that individual found after seven months on the couch in marriage, you can be happy or you can be right. No, that's a joke. That's a joke. But how many times have we used our tongues to hurt someone, to slander someone, even though it is the truth, but yet we share it with the wrong heart. And that's what this young man was saying. You all have argued and fought, but yet accomplished nothing. You see, I want my energy in this life to be used by God to accomplish things. I want my energy as a parent to be used to raise godly children. I want my energy as a pastor to help strengthen the church and to glorify God. I want my energy at work to be used to glorify God in all things. Because why? We only have so much to give. We only have so many battles to be involved in. We almost have, we only have so much time. We only have so much to give. And so what this young man says is you guys have wasted breath, energy, and time. But you didn't have to. And so tonight, whether you're on the receiving end of correction, Remember that if it's from the Lord and from someone that loves you, listen. If you're tonight one of those people who always shares their mind but doesn't do it in love, remember you're doing more damage than you are good. But what I find interesting in this passage of Scripture is that this man was stirred to wrath, but not sinful wrath. He was angry and sinned not. And so tonight, wherever you're at or the difficult situation that you're in, be willing to do what's right. You see, this man could have said, well, I'm not involved in this argument. I'm not getting involved. And sometimes you shouldn't. He could have said, well, I'm not as young, old as, as these individuals. I don't have anything to add. But he didn't. He was moved by God 
to speak the truth in love. And friends, we're living in a world where both extremes are everywhere. You have people that will never tell the truth, but yet claim it's all in love. I see it all the time on Facebook. And I'm not even on Facebook anymore. But Christians will like statuses from people who are living in sin. Or comment in the affirmation when people are living contrary to God's word. It's like, I don't care if you're my own child or not. If you're having sex outside of the confines of biblical marriage, it's sin. I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to share it. I'm not going to applaud it. I might not say anything, but I'm not going to affirm what God says is wrong. But then on the other hand, we see some people who are so brutally honest, but yet there's no love behind it. And so it does the exact same thing as people who only talk about love, 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 and no truth. It gives people a false sense of who God is. And so tonight, remember to stay humble, to stay willing to be corrected. And I promise you that God can use you for his glory. And so tonight, if you're here and listening on this podcast tonight or tomorrow, and you don't know Jesus, you need him. You need his forgiveness, love, and mercy. If you're a Christian tonight, living in sin, even if it's secret sin, God is willing to correct you, not condemn you. But you've got to repent, turn from that sin, and find forgiveness through Jesus. And so as always, I want to thank you for watching tonight. And I pray that the Lord will bless you and your family during this Christmas season.